Welcome to Momming. We're your hosts, Rachel and Stacy, and we believe there's no better way to be encouraged through motherhood than by connecting with other moms. Oftentimes, we can lose our identity in motherhood. The constant exhaustion, piles of dishes and laundry, and the mental gymnastics can leave us feeling like we have nothing left to give, but nothing could be further from the truth. As moms, we've been tasked with not only helping to raise the next generation, but also to find our individual purpose in the everyday. Join us as we hear from moms just like you. Welcome to Momming. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Momming, where we will be diving deeper into being an intentional mom. Last week, we had our amazing friend and mentor, Christy Duff, on our podcast talking about being intentional in what we do as moms and what we teach our kids and what we want to teach our kids. She gave us some amazing advice um, about just teaching them holiness and purity, um, tackling some of those things that the world is just really trying to throw at them these days um, and being intentional in setting that foundation in their lives. Um, And Rach and I were just talking about how, like, to start us off, maybe we'll, we'll go over how, the analogy that she gave over with the swimming lessons and how teaching them to swim to the edge of the pool instead of to you. Like as moms, as parents even, a lot of times, you know, we want our kids to rely on us. We want them to know that we're watching, that we're looking, that we're kind of the, the judge, jury, and executioner in their lives in a sense. You know, we're, we're the ones that are like, oh, that was wrong got to be disciplined or, oh, good job, pat you on the back. Um, but really, it's so important that we teach them that foundation, that God is the ultimate the ultimate guide and that, that he is all that's important in life. He sees all, we don't. Um, they're accountable to him way before they, they're accountable to us. We're just his tool, his puppet <laughs> that, that he uses in their lives. So that analogy is so good that they need to swim to the edge of the pool. They need to swim to God. They need to ask God for forgiveness before they ask us for forgiveness. They need to know that he's the one who's watching them before we're the one that's watching them. He's the one that's going to be able to save them before we're going to be able to save them. So that analogy was awesome. Mm-hmm. What did you think, Rach? Yeah, I think the foundation is... Um, being intentional being intentional about our kids' relationship with the Lord. So everything else kind of falls under that umbrella. You know, you can talk about self-image. You can talk about social media. You can talk about dishonest behavior, disrespectful behavior. You can talk about any, like, hot-button issue, and it's all going to fall under, okay, well, where is the relationship with God? Because, Because you're right. We can curb and address behaviors, but those are just the surface issues mm-hmm. that are mm-hmm. of what's really going on deep in the heart. And the heart is, that's God's area. That's right. his arena, right? The the heart, the soul, the mind, those are, um, those belong to the Lord. And so they can be harder to address because they're not so obvious, right? Like yeah. bad behavior is obvious. It's like, okay, let's deal with the bad behavior. But why? Why was that bad behavior? Mm-hmm. What was the motivation? Yes. And then like, okay, now get to the root. And then how do we address that? Obviously in an age appropriate way. So relationship with God, being intentional. And so for me, that looks like for me is that I 
am very intentional about my time with the Lord in the morning and my kids know. I get up early. If they come in, I'm like, I love you. Good morning. This is what you can go make yourself for breakfast. I'm having my Jesus time and I'll be with you in like 20 minutes. Like now that they're older, I can do that. Yeah. Um, so number one, setting that example. Number two, it is incorporated into their life. And we've taught, we've done an entire episode on this where mm-hmm. we just talk about, hey, here's some, here's your Bible, here's your journal, here's a little resource. Go spend your time with the Lord. He cannot wait to hear from you. He wants to be with you, you know, all that stuff. So being intentional with our children can, it has to start there. It has to start with their spiritual condition. Um, and then when that is, you know, that's the foundation, then you can, everything else falls under that umbrella and is framed through that lens of, okay, well, so your friend showed you, you know, showed you pornography on their phone, or they sent you a crazy picture, or you heard someone speaking in filthy language, right? Any issue is going to be like, well, what does God's word say? Right? Yeah. So how to be intentional about that though, is really up to you as the mom. And if you're married, your husband, because the spirit lives inside of each of you and has given you wisdom over your family. So I'm just going to give you a really quick personal example, something that my husband and I have been very intentional about with our oldest and are now just starting with my nine year, almost nine year old to be intentional about is um, the topic of sex and everything that falls under that, right? So um, the skewed, you know, version of sex and sexuality that the world and the culture want to tell you is normal. And then how that compares to what is actually normal, God's definition of sex and what it's for and what it's not for. And obviously as the ages of my children changed, that dis- that discussion becomes deeper and deeper. That is not a topic that I just waited right. or like let happen. We were very preemptive yes. about sex, pornography, the internet, what's on it, what their friends might show them one day, anything they might stumble across, you know, the perverted, what they see on TV or movies, or even the people they, that some people they have in their life, you know, very intentional. And that's an ongoing one. That's like ongoing kind of refresher course. Yes. (laughs) You know, what is homosexuality, transgender, like all of it, because it, it is so in their ears and in their eyes and in their face. We as parents, and this is when I say we, I mean, me as me and my husband have felt this very deep conviction that we need to be the 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 preemptive strike yeah against against that yeah well too like when we asked christy like what what do you think is one of like the most important topics to be intentional about i mean she she said purity right Mm -hmm. off the bat she did um purity and holiness Mm -hmm. and that's so true though because sexual behavior it it's self-destructive yep and it it doesn't just hurt other people. Mm-hmm. There's like lasting effects on you yep. as a person mm-hmm. when you fall into that before you're married. Mm-hmm. Um, Even after you're married. Well, yeah, not just for you, yeah. but for your spouse, mm-hmm. um, for your psyche, for your mental health. Mm-hmm. It's so it's so important. And I think this is why God emphasizes it so much in the Bible mm-hmm. that we are pure mm-hmm. of heart and pure of mind mm-hmm. and, you know, we do it right the way that he intended to do it 
because right. he loves us. He didn't put those rules in place because he wanted us to have rules and do it his way. Right. I find like even in the Old Testament when he tells the Jews like what not to eat and what to eat. Mm-hmm. That wasn't because he wanted to control them. Right. That was seriously because unclean animals were unclean. Right. And they had lots of diseases and right. they'd probably get them hurt and killed. Totally. <laughs> so exactly. It's like God there's puts always these an, things yeah. in place for a reason. There's always a reason. Yeah. Yeah. So impurity is one of those big, big Huge. ones. Purity affects all other areas of our life too. Like I think for a long time, um, people, well, I mean, even myself, like you would think like, well, if it's just in my mind, it's really not a big deal. Right. Because it's just in my mind, but that's where it it starts. The seed is planted, you know, and then it it just grows from there. But, um, kind of moving on from that specific topic, another one that I think is very, um, you know, prevalent loud right now in our culture is this, and I don't even know how to say it because it's huge, but I'm just going to call it like snowflake syndrome where, (laughs) Our children are being raised and have been raised to n- literally not be able to handle anything, like <laughs> anything negative that's coming into their life, anything that makes them uncomfortable, the word no, uh, the word <laughs> later, um, they cannot handle it. Yeah. You know, he's touching me. She's bothering me. I mean, just the littlest things like set them off. And maybe it's just me. <laughs> oh, no. Maybe it's just my household. But there's a intent that my husband and I have to teach our children that life is not about them. And Christy talked about this, Mm -hmm. that um, actually it was a different guess we had, but it kind of goes together that the tendency is to just be consumed with self, right? The the tendency in our, in our flesh is just to be consumed with self. And if we're not intentional about getting self off of the throne and like out of the way, self is going to rule. Yeah. Like self is going to call all the shots. Yeah. And that is no different for our little precious, amazing children. Yes. <laughs> that is no different for them. So that's another huge one that we personally are very intentful about in our home is everyone lends a hand. Everyone plays a part. Everyone has a role. Like everyone is asked to step out of their comfort zone in any given point of their day or week, because it's so good to stretch yes. and to see beyond, well, what's in front of me in my day and, and what I have and, well, you're bothering me and, well, this is mine. And like, we need to teach our children that that is, that's a, that is a lie from the enemy and that it, it is so detrimental to, to themselves to have that selfless or selfish, it's all about me, I'm bothered by every single thing mentality. Yes. And you actually see adults yeah. now who Because are, that's what that's what yeah. the world is teaching now. Yeah. Like don't you're do the anything victim. You're uncomfortable yeah. with. You're the victim. Yes. Anyone says anything you don't like, it's their fault, not yours. Yes. Right? So it's it's the snowflake syndrome. It's you're the smallest thing touches you and you just dissolve. You're you're the the thinnest most like fragile thing yeah. on creation. And that is no bueno. No. Mamas, that's no bueno. So that's something, those are just like a few things that we're really intentional about. Um, Something else that Chrissy really made a point to kind of separate, and we probably should have started with this, is like you expect the world to behave like the world, right? You expect the world to to, um, behave like they don't know Jesus because they don't know Jesus. So why would they behave differently? And so I think what gets really hard, and this has been just ramped up in the last year for sure, 
is in the Christian community and the church, we have started to kind of go at it like cats and dogs, <laughs> really like over things that don't really matter. I mean, I was just reading in Romans 14 this morning where Paul's talking about like, okay, some of you like eat a certain kind of meat and others you aren't cool with it. And then some of you celebrate certain holidays and others of you don't, don't do that. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> like stop judging each other on things that don't matter. And so this was kind of one of those things that I felt like we have to be intentional as adults, as mothers, and as we raise our kids to, to develop a kind of tolerance. And I don't mean tolerance for sin. I mean a tolerance for other Christians and other believers who think and believe differently than we do on like the not so important yeah. topics, you know? Yeah. That's something I think that is hard for kids sometimes. They see something or someone that's different from them and immediately it's like a bad thing. You kind of be like, no, no, no. Just because it's different doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So that's something that we're intentional about too. And that's more with my older one because as he grows and he's yeah. seeing more, his eyes are being open to different perspectives mm -hmm. and different, you know, people don't all think the way we think. Yeah. People don't believe the way we believe. Yeah. It's really important to teach a respectful tolerance of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when we talk about intentionality and, and being intentful moms, like it goes in stages of, of your kids' lives. So like, I feel like my intentional things, the things that, that are kind of the issues right now that we're intentionally trying to work through are much different than Christie's and are much different than, than even Rachel's mm -hmm. um, because mine are, are a little bit smaller, uh, but those issues are definitely going to come up. And so I gleam off of their wisdom because, yeah. And it's so funny because it's like, I know that purity is going to be a thing. And um, one of the guests we had on, you know, when we we're talking about marriage, I think it was Nicole Nakamura. She was like, who your, who your daughter, who your son chooses to marry is the largest decision of their life. Mm. And like that hit me pretty hard. Mm. I mean, obviously it's a big decision, but mm -hmm. I never viewed it like that. And I never viewed it from a mom's perspective mm. like that. And so hearing something like that and knowing that, oh my goodness, my daughter's going to be eight. So... 10 years, she can possibly get married. Yeah. Like I almost want to be preparing her for that now. Yeah. And like, you don't think of preparing an eight-year-old for marriage and talking to her about who she wants in a husband and keeping that purity. And like, those aren't really things that, that I was thinking about mm -hmm. until you realize like how impactful that decision is. Mm -hmm. And that plays into the sexual purity part too, yep. because like, you know, and we don't need to get into it, but how, just how crazy that can be yeah. and how decisions can be made that just shape yep. that one really important decision in your yep. life. And so, um, that makes me want to read books and <laughs> like figure out how I can get her yeah. mindset on the right path. But anyway, intentional things that like we're like struggling with right now is like major FOMO. Like fear of missing out. <laughs> You're eight year old. You serious? Oh, eight and four is like the worst. If I have her stay back to do something and her friends are, she uh, cries. How does she even know her friends are doing? Like, how does she know that? Like, like if her sister runs off to do something oh, okay. and I am like, I stay yeah, back with me okay. for a minute. 
she freaks out. Okay. Now, this is my little yeah. compliant one that yeah. loves me, that wants to cuddle. And if, yeah, I see a whole nother side of her mm-hmm. come out when I have her stay back and mm-hmm. and the big girls get to go do something. I think that's natural, though. Like, I we have similar, because the age yeah. gap. Yeah, yeah. So there's things that are like are totally happening for yeah. my older one that my younger one's having a really hard time yeah. with. And there just has to be that hard conversation. Like yeah. when you're 14, you'll get that too. Yeah. You know? And yeah. And then the older one, she always is feeling like she's missing out on something. Like she has to go right now or she's oh, going to wow. miss out. And like, okay. just calm down. Yeah. You're not going to miss anything. Yeah. It's going to be okay. <laughs> you're still going to enjoy it. Your friends are still going to be there. That's funny. Um. And they are very competitive with each other. Like they always, yeah. does your, are you like that? They always want to do everything first. Can you brush my teeth first? Like who, brushing teeth is yeah. a thing? Yeah. Like, okay, well, well, I'm glad you guys are competitive about brushing your yeah. teeth, but. That's about control. <laughs> that's what that, yeah. That's rooted in like, who's the alpha male or female in this that's, case. <laughs> that's it, right? And so the, the common thing in our house right now is, what did Jesus say? Yeah. The first shall be last. Left. So if any of you ask me to be first again, guess what? You're going to be last. We just had the conversation about the parable where Jesus says, if any of you desires to be the greatest, he must be the servant of all. Oh, Because that's a good one too. That is good. Because um, no one, serving does not come natural. Let's just put it that way when you have teenagers. Service is not the first, it's not no. the first instinct that, no. that comes out. <laughs> For anyone. Really? I, but I do feel like as moms, you're kind of forced. It's like this well, forced. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it becomes more instinctive to mm-hmm. us. And so now as like raising a teenager, I'm like, oh, was I like this? Yeah. <laughs> I call my mom and be like, was I this bad? No, I'm just kidding. I love yeah. my teenager. He is a gift from God. <laughs> um, I just wanted to touch on one last thing that um, Christy talked about. And she said this phrase, teaching our kids to run to Jesus. We must be intentional about teaching our kids to run to Jesus. Um, we will not always be around moms. And I don't mean like you're going to die. I mean, your kids are going to move on in their life and the, and other people will become bigger influences in their life than, than us as moms. And if we teach our children to run to Jesus with intent, and that is through the daily, like I said, modeling that for them, you know, that those verses in Deuteronomy that are like, as you're walking on your way, you're, t- you're, you're teaching them the word of God. And as you sleep and when you wake and when you eat, and I don't mean like you have to have like constant Bible study on in your house, but I mean, being intentful throughout our day to use every opportunity that the spirit would give us to point our kids to Jesus. You know, I'm sorry that you're so disappointed at that test grade. I know how hard you worked. There is so much grace and mercy and love. And next time, we're going to, we're going to do better and we're going to, I'm going to help you. And you know what I mean? Like just the Lord, you know, he's so proud of the hard work that you did do, like using every moment. So being intentful to teach our kids to run to Jesus, being intentful, um, with purpose to explain why purity is important, why God calls us to be holy, a holy and set apart people, how compromise is destructive and how it it kind of is like this seducer, like, oh, it's not that bad. And it's just this. Yes. And and it's such this quiet little lie, right? Mm-hmm. That the devil whispers or that our flesh tells us. And before we know it, we're living in compromise. So just being intentful um, to, like David said, I will be intentful. I will, I will set no evil thing before my eyes. He's like, I will not. Like yes. he, he purposed in his heart. 
you know? Mm-hmm. You purpose in your heart that you are not going to do something. And with the power of the Holy Spirit, he gives you the ability to do that. And then the flip side of that, because I love being devil's advocate to my own advice, <laughs> <laughs> there is so much grace and mercy when we when we ultimately fail, and we will, and when our kids fail and when they fall. And if we didn't fail and we didn't fall, we wouldn't need Jesus, and that would be a sad, sad life yes. with no Jesus. Yes. So do you have any th- last words or thoughts? Well, no, I was just going to add on to yeah. teaching our kids to run to Jesus. That's like... Um, one of my favorite verses is uh, whatsoever you do, or no, what is it? Do I, do I, oh my goodness. Yeah, whatsoever you do in word and deed, do it as unto the Lord and unto men. That one, but. Um, Did I just combine two? I think no, I just combined two. No, <laughs> I think that was the right one, but that's not the one I was thinking of. It's a, uh, whatever you do, oh my gosh, it's not even whatever you do. That's okay. It's yeah. mom brain. Yeah, because it's, it's a, literally a verse on my wall in my bathroom. That's okay. But um, be lovely, be uh, merciful, be willing mm. to yield, mm-hmm. full of truth. Mm. <laughs> I'm totally butchering That's it. okay. We're going to come back on and correct this. All to say, <laughs> I tell my kids, it might not be bad, but is it good? Uh, you always ask good, yourself, Stace. is it good? Is it encouraging? Is yeah. it uplifting? Is it kind? Is yeah. it loving? If you can't answer those questions, then yeah. just don't do it. Yeah. I don't care if it's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Really good. All right, moms, thanks for joining us on another episode, Diving Deeper, Being an Intentional Mom. I just want to remind you that we um, featured Christy's book, Magnify, on our resource uh, blog page for this episode. If you want to pick that up, it's a really short read um, and amazing. And Christy has such a heart to encourage um, women, moms, believers in general. And so I encourage you to pick up her book, Magnify. And we will see you next time. Mm